Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. Talk about your career a little bit. 95, your third-round pick of the Rangers. Get traded in the minor leagues to the Marlins. Make your debut in 98. Uh, you're an all-star in 2000. Play there till 02. You go to the Reds. You get you play for Bob Boone for a few. Uh, your teammates, I believe, with Aaron, right, at the time? He was my roomie. When I got traded over, he said, hey, you want to come stay with me until you find a place? I didn't want to leave. But eventually kicked me out. I'm looking at your skippers. You had Dusty, you had Pinella, Lou, and you mentioned Lou earlier. I mean, uh, to this day, I mean, we started so rocky. I mean, when I was a kid and my attitude had just get off my lawn and I got this skipper coming from Cincinnati, they'd won a World Series, and they told me all about Pinella. And I just thought my first spring training went like, this is a mean man. I don't like this guy, and he's just busting my balls all the time. Fast forward, I come back and play for him the second half of my career at Cincinnati, and to this day, not only my favorite manager of all time, one of my favorite men that I've ever been around in the game of baseball. And uh, I don't know. I, it's You bring him up, he always puts a smile on my face. At the All-Star game where, yeah. where we got to catch up a little bit, I got to spend a little time with Skip and uh, – it was cool because I'd wind him up. That that was kind of my job back when I played for him. It was my job to wind him up. Like, hey, Skip, can you believe what happened today? I love winding him up. Oh, and get him on one of those rants and let him go. And he just, yeah, Boone, what do you think about this? Da, 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 da. I won't get into the specifics because sometimes they're not G-rated. But, uh, oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, he, he was just one of those guys, you know, that um, – he, he was hard. He was hard around the edges. You know, he was hard as a player. Like 
his upbringing was hard. And then, you know, he, he fought and scrapped and clawed in New York. Like he played in a tough town and in, a, in an era where that's kind of how guys played. And so I understood all that about him, but there was this tremendous soft side to him. Um, when you got away from that, you know, a, a great love for family, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I think everything he went through when his mom passed away really opened that up, like in a big way, his heart grew a lot then just, probably sitting there going, man, I could have a little bit more compassion for some people at times. Um, you know, we saw him in the end of his managerial career, right? So he, he was a, a little bit more like, you guys just go play. I'll take care of the media and do the interviews and all that kind of stuff. But if you stood up to him, I, I felt like in, in the right way, you know, like he, he came out in Cincinnati and at my first game ever closing for him with the Cubs, it was, it was 2007. And, uh, I hadn't pitched since Friday in Vegas and Booney, you know how those Vegas trips go when you go play exhibition <laughs> games there. Let's no, just... I have no idea. Yeah. I threw, more, <laughs> I threw more chips around than baseballs, I think that weekend. So, um, but it was, it was, you know, one of those things where I hadn't pitched in like five or six days. I get the first guy out. I walk in Carnacion. We're winning eight one and he comes out to the mound and basically told me like, what's your problem? Throw the ball over the plate. And then the next day I go into his office and I said, Hey Skip, can I talk to you? He goes, what is it? Son? I go, Hey, I'm a, your closer, right? Like I'm the closer of the team. And he's like, yeah. And I go, well, like, shouldn't the only reason you come to the mound and be take me out? Cause I've blown a save. Like I don't need a pep rally. You know, this is my first year in the league. And he goes, Oh, okay. Not one time did he come back out unless he was saying, give me the ball. That was it. And after that moment, our relationship was great, you know, and, and really great. And he, he treated me and my family really well. And yeah, it was great to see him at the all-star game too. I, I love him. Yeah, he's one of those guys. If 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 he respects you, he's got to respect you as a man and as a baseball player. Mm-hmm. But if he respects you in both aspects, uh, that that man will take a bullet for you. He really yeah. will. And if he doesn't respect you in one of those categories, you might want to move on because life can. I've saw, I've seen him make life tough on some some players. Um, had Smolty on recently, and and you you went a similar route. You're a starter. You became a closer, and then you were a starter again. How tough was that for you? What did you enjoy more? Uh, you know, tough-wise, I, I, it wasn't that hard. It was kind of an interesting kind of dynamic. So what it, what had happened was after I had my surgery in Cincinnati and Kremchuk did my elbow in 2003, Cubs signed me uh, that Chris Carpenter deal that he did back in the day with the Blue Jays where it was like one year plus a team option if you're healthy. So the Cubs did the same thing. They're like, listen, you can rehab with the team. If you're healthy, we'll pick up the option, the team option. So I was rehabbing as a starting pitcher. Everything I was doing was a starting pitcher. But we had Pryor, Wood, Maddox, Clement, Zambrano in our rotation. Let's just say I didn't fit in. You know, like, and they were all pitching well. This was 04. So I'm, I'm rehabbing away and I'm making start after start and a ball and then triple a, I'm down in Iowa. And I just called up bake and I was like, dusty and, and Jim Henry. And I was like, guys, like I'm healthy. I'm throwing the ball. Great. Like, what if I relieve and then instead of start and they're like, you would do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'd much rather pitch for us in the big leagues than pitch in the minor leagues again. You know, like, so I did a couple relief appearances, never really had relief since my, you know, um, my beginning of my career, a couple of relief appearances. And, uh, and it went well. You know, it was weird coming back from Tommy John because you have these ups and downs where some days you know exactly where the ball's going and nothing hurts, but the next day you're throwing it off the backstop. Like, it's just what happens. You know, you just kind of have these inconsistent moments. And then 
found a groove. Dusty was pitching me a lot. Felt great. You know, finished the year good. Um, we didn't make the playoffs. Come to spring training 05, you're going to start. So I, I make six starts and we can't save any games. Latroyd was struggling and Dusty's like, hey, man, can you, can you close? And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this, you know. Um, and so then 05 was a magical year. I mean, it was 33 of 35 in saves. Uh, and give up a run in September. It was it was a good tear to go on. 06 started out great, and then we just hit a rut. I wasn't closing any games out. I wasn't pitching well when I when I did come in. Um, and then 07, and then Lou said, hey, I'm going to give you a shot to start again. And hands down, I mean, I love starting. Like, relieving's great, but the chance to contribute each and every day for your team um, is, is pretty awesome. But as a starting pitcher, man, like, you know, there's a, there's a big – onus on every fifth day that right you, you can you can stop losing streaks you can keep winning streaks going you i mean there's a reason why starting pitchers are getting paid 40 million dollars a year to pitch because you can really change the dynamic of your team you can save a bullpen so i took a lot of pride in that and and plus you know you know i like to golf so it's four days off mm-hmm. in between are pretty tasty <laughs> And from a position player standpoint, it is. We rely on you, especially the year. Oh, wait, you come back, you're an all-star, you win 17 games. I know that year uh, when Ryan comes into the into the locker room and it's his day to start, I know we got a good chance tonight. And that's huge from a psychological standpoint on the position players in that room. When you have, we're having one of those good years, we got a couple starters that are, they're having really good years. Man, it, it feels good to walk in and go, all right, he's pitching tonight, we got a chance. So you have a good outlook going in and i've been on those years where our our rotation was having a tough time and it's like wow we're gonna have to fight and we're gonna have to you know do everything we can to win this game tonight well and you Uh, know too as a hitter dude like when you got good stuff what's gonna happen you're gonna have a lot of leads so who are you facing the b relievers exactly when you're you're down all the time now i gotta face the setup guy and the closer every right i think about that i think about that all the time and on the really good years that i had personally and team-wise it's like i never have to face those nasty guys they're always got the mop-up guy coming in that's why my average was better than it normally is um you finish in in chicago you go to the rangers uh and then you finish your it ends up being your last last year and i thought this was the cool part when i'm going through your your life and your and your career you know so we start this game for a reason. We want to be big leaguers. We become big leaguers. We want to be all-stars. We become all-stars. We want to, we want to win. We want to go to the postseason. You had some, some postseasons in your career. Uh, but the ultimate is winning that world series and not too many of us get, not only get a chance, but to, a lot of great players, they don't even get to a world series, let alone win one, let alone win multiple. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Your final year, 2013 with the Red Sox, you win a ring. Now you've been to the postseason, I think two or three times before that. Yeah, three times before that. Yeah, three times. Was there anything different about that 2013 year? Well, this year, this year is different, and and you end up winning in your final year. It, it's pretty awesome, uh, topping to to a pretty good, pretty pretty great career for Ryan Dempster. Take me through if there was a difference and what it was like doing it in Boston. Yeah, there was a difference. I think, you know, given the kind of, you know, circumstances that took place with the Boston bombing, um, I started that day on April 15th, Patriots Day, um, you know, and leaving 
the ballpark after the game and we have the police motorcade that takes us to the airport all the time and all of a sudden boop, 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 they all just leave you know we didn't nobody i think will middlebrooks had twitter and he's like there's a bombing you know downtown and and so then they got us out we went to cleveland um you know the comeback from cleveland the game canceled because they still and caught the guy and then after they caught the guy and then before poppy he went out there and and had his you know moment where he dropped this is our fucking city stuff <laughs> hey he goes he had the best because he goes i don't know what i'm going to say yet but you're not going to want to miss it um which i thought was really <laughs> awesome uh but we walk in the locker room and in our locker room on saturday uh, before the game was uh the governor, the mayor, the head of the chief of police, the head of the FBI, the head of the Secret Service, um, you know, multiple special forces, police officers, firefighters. And Booney couldn't move, dude. It was just jam-packed in there. And I remember Johnny Gomes looking at me and going, Ryan, look around. We can't lose. Dude. Like, we have all these people with us. And I think for the first time in my career on any team I'd ever been on, we didn't give two shits about the other teams. We didn't care. We didn't care how good you were. We didn't care how bad you were. We didn't. We only cared about ourselves and what we could do as a unit together. We just cared about going out there and trying to out-execute you. You know, if somebody didn't get it done, the other guy was going to get it done. It was almost like that was the mentality. It's like if you don't get it done, well, then I'll get it done. And to and took it as a as a as a an excite excitement instead of like oh, I got to get this done. It was like oh wait wait I I get to do it. I get to be the one that gets the walk off hit. I get to be the one that ends the winning streak or losing streak. You know, so there was like this great, powerful, encompassing, tight unit of, we didn't, the outside noise was just noise. No matter what anybody was saying at any point, like Johnny Gomes told the ground screw guy to paint our name on the top of the scoreboard. So it's like Boston, Tampa Bay, they have like the, the leaders in the AL East. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks over and goes, hey, chief, just paint it up on the top. And he goes, this is in May. And he goes, I don't know where the other ones are going to fall, but you can go ahead and paint ours right there. And it's really how it was. It was just, we were just so self-consumed with us and what we could do. Um, you know, it was it was incredibly special. And like, you know, and then to know the last pitch I ever threw in the big leagues was a strikeout end game one of the World Series. You know, it was just like you think about that moment like as a kid in your backyard, and you mentioned being a big leaguer. Like, oh, you're. I'm thinking I'm you know Jack Morris in Game Seven of the World Series. Well, that was my Jack Morris moment. You know, it was like. I'm in the World Series game one, and and to get out of that, the best, the best, by the way, speaking of Johnny Gomes, so I gave up a rat. We were winning eight nothing. I gave up a rather long home run, a solo shot to Matt Holiday. I thought a changeup was a good pitch to throw him, and uh, <clears throat> and so he crushes it. And we're in the shower afterwards, and we're you know you're celebrating, but it's like game. You're not celebrating a lot. You're just excited, you know. And Johnny's showering up, and he looks over me, and goes, "Hey Ryan, good thing you gave up that home run, huh?" And I go, what? He goes, well, if you would have finished with a zero ERA, nobody would have thought you pitched. And I was <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. I was like, yeah. You oh, got- he must have. He must have been. He must have missed that one. They must not have used him. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's you know because we all go through it. And I remember, I remember '95 is the first time I went to the playoffs and. We ran into that buzzsaw Braves team. You know, we, I was on a good Cincinnati Reds team. '94, we were, we were great. Then that was a strike year. Then '95, we go to the postseason. And I'm just thinking at that point, you know, we got beat by the Braves. It was a great team, but I thought, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get two or three rings. It's this is gonna be easy peasy. You know, I got to go to a World Series in '99. Got my butt kicked by the 
by the uh, Yankees, but I, I look back and the guys that were able to, to win a ring, it, it's so special. Uh, like I said, cause there's a lot of guys out there, man, a lot of great players that not only didn't get to win a ring, didn't even get to have a chance. They didn't even get to go to a world series. Uh, so pretty awesome, pretty awesome way to end your career. You retire after, after that year. You, you I, I don't think you retired like right away. You kind of said, I need some time with my family. You end up retiring in, in 14, 132 wins in your career, 87 saves world series champion. That's the way you finished. Um, okay. I want to get to this. And this will be the final segment. I know I've kept you a long time. I want to get to, uh, let you go. But Crystal Ball, this season, uh, six teams. Who are your six National League teams? Obviously, the Braves. I'll get that one out of the way for you. That's a that's a for sure. And probably now Dodgers with the, with the math. You can't really catch the Dodgers. All right, go from there. So my other four are going to be Milwaukee. Okay. Philadelphia. The Cubs. The Cubs. You're throwing the Cubs at. I throw the Cubs in there. They might win the division. It's not terrible. Um, and then my last team, and I'm going to throw them in there, is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sneak on the line here and say the Marlins. Marlins have been doing some special things. They've been doing some weird stuff. Yeah, and then and you know they made all these trades. They kind of like trading deadline, kind of like what the Braves did a couple years ago when they added like Duvall and Rosario, and they weren't like these big splash pieces, but they're all these little pieces. Um, and then I just like when I along the lines, I mean, I'm a pitcher and I look at Alcantara is throwing the ball great right now. Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't have the peripheral numbers of the Cy Young, but you know, he's leader in the major leagues and in innings pitch and he's a stud and he's thrown well. And you got, you know, Lazardo who's turning himself into what everybody expected him to be in Oakland. You know, a guy left, they have that lefty, um, Braxton Garrett, another kid stud. I worry, and then Yuri Perez. I, I really wish they wouldn't have sent Yuri Perez down. I wish they just would have let him keep pitching because it's tough to win ball games in the big leagues, and he was on this great roll trying to limit innings. I get that, but you know, he got four really good, solid starting pitchers. So I, I just like that over the course of the next however many weeks you know we got left was seven weeks or so. So yeah, that's those are those are my teams right there. It's between the Marlins and the Giants. I, I could see the Giants doing it too. They just find a win way to win ball games. Capitals a good manager. American League, same same question. Yeah, same. well, Texas, Texas for sure. Minnesota. I mean, the AL Central division is terrible. And Minnesota terrible. Play, actually play good baseball right now, so um, they might run away with that. Um, you know, in the, in the East, Baltimore to me is the best team in baseball, um, and I'm not taking anything away from the Braves or the Dodgers. I think the Braves are unbelievable too. But as far as top to bottom, back into the bullpen, good luck with the the mountain there. Bautista at the yeah. end, I, yeah, he makes me, and I, I, I'm well past the age where you can consider it, but he really makes me glad I don't have to grab a bat. When I watch <laughs> Bautista, I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my I'd, I'd have to go hit that right now. And what a good job Brandon Hyde is doing of managing that, by the way. Like he had like that, he blew a save against Houston, and then he had a tough outing, and then they had like a save opportunity a couple days later, and he's like, no, I'm just, I've rode this guy hard. I'm going to let him just breathe a little bit, and then I'm going to ride him hard again down the stretch. So, yeah, I think they make it. So you got you got Baltimore, Texas, Houston, Minnesota, and I'm going to say Toronto. And I'm going to say I'm gonna, okay. Here's I'm going to I'm going to just totally dive out deep here. Okay, I'm doing this for you because you're a Mariner. 
I'm going to say the Mariners make it and Tampa Bay falls out. Tampa Bay. They lost McCla- Shane McClanahan. McClanahan, yeah. Tyler Glass now is hurting again. There's, there's the Wander Franco stuff that's going on. There's all kinds of these other things, you know. And remember, look at their look at their numbers since their red hot twenty nine. Right, seven. right. They they have fallen a lot. Wow, yeah. I didn't expect that to be. I, I I would say if you said Seattle instead of Toronto, I'd say okay. But yeah. the Tampa Bay, that's a big call. Which is the Seattle Toronto rematch again this year? That'd be awesome. The Seattle thing for me is, and I said it all along because they. I, in my opinion, they played below expectations all year. I look at, because I see, I keep a special eye on them and I see that starting rotation and it is elite. Those young pitchers, that Kirby kid is, cool. he's going to win a Cy Young one day. Uh, you got Gilbert. You a better one, two, three in the league. I don't know if there is. Castillo, right. And and then they're bringing these young kids up and they're doing a good job. Yeah. So in that bullpen solid, they, they get rid of Seawall at the, at the deadline. I'm kind of going, they blew a save last night. When they yep. normally would have seawall there, they don't have there. I don't know why they did that. They creeped back in. They were they were in the wild card, and now they lost three in a row. So, yeah, I I, I like your call in Seattle. That they, they they just pitch an awful lot to not make it. But uh, that'll be interesting. All right, AL champs, NL champs. Who's going to the World Series? Uh, it's, uh AL champs. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles. I wanted to see the Texas Rangers. Uh, to me, that's a tough pick. Those two teams, and especially with Texas, with Bochi leading the way there. Right. Um, and, you know, and you look at their offense, man, good God, do they swim the bats. Um, and then getting Max Scherzer. But I just, there's something about the Oriole magic. I don't know what it is. I've been riding it all year, so I'm sticking with it. I'm going to say the Orioles are going to play the, oh, man. I'm going to say the Atlanta Braves. The Orioles and the Braves in the World Series. And who wins? Who? At one point, that'd be fun. Who wins it? I, I have a feeling what you're going to say. Let's go. And it ain't, ain't going to be the Braves. <laughs> Let's go, Baltimore. Let's do it. Come on, All right. I love, I love yeah. it. You heard it here. Ryan Dempster, he's got the the Orioles. That will be impressive because I didn't think you were going to go that way. I, I have to admit, you know, Baltimore, I thought it was a good story for a while. Oh, it's, it's a great story. Baltimore's been in the basement for so many years. They keep doing it. They keep doing it. And they're winning they're winning those tight games. They're they're winning those run one run ball games. Like you said, the back end of that pen is is pretty darn nasty, and and they got something about them. You know, you've been on you've been on teams like that where you just kind of know you take the field, and the other team knows you know. Yep. Like hey, we're, it's it, it it's five to four in the seventh, and we've got four, but you know we're going to come get you. And that look like, yeah, we do know you're going to come get us. Baltimore kind of has that look right now, so so I understand where you're coming from on that. Uh, Demp, this has been awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on and give me a lot of insight. I love, I love hearing what other guys that, that are in this game, watching these games every day, their opinions and, and, and what they see. And as much as we differ on some things, we agree on most things. I mean, I see a lot of things, just that players, those players eyes, you know, uh, of what we see. And, and I really appreciate you coming on. Best of luck to all your ventures. You got so many things going on and I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to this and, and we'll catch up when we catch up for all those out there watching the Boone podcast. I appreciate you watching for those listening. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.